This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And now it's time for a roundup of the week's rural news. And let's head to Ototahi Christchurch and have a chat to RNZ rural reporter Sally Murphy. Now, Sally, you have some news about the kiwi fruit crop in Tairawhiti. It's not looking at all good a year after Cyclone Gabrielle. What's happened? Well, vines which looked healthy in early summer are either completely collapsing, leaves are going yellow, or the fruit is going soft on the vines. The region carries about 10% of the country's crop from 50 orchards, and it's the third tough season in a row for these growers. We had a chat to one orchard owner there, Tim Titchens. He says nearly half of growers have been affected to some extent. The worst have lost everything, and others are removing fruit in the hope they'll have at least something to harvest next month. Yeah, we were looking to carry around 15,000 trays and um, well, 20% of my orchard needs to be replanted and another 40% is sort of down to, I don't know, six or 7,000 trays that I'm just trying to nurse through. Right up until Christmas, you know, people were asking me how it was looking and how things were going and I was cautiously optimistic and, and saying, no, things are looking really good, good numbers, plants are looking healthy, but yeah, I actually came back from my quick summer break and was shocked at what I saw in my orchard, how, how quickly things had um, gone south. There's lots of people who are just saying how they're hating going out into the orchard at the moment. You know, it's just a bit depressing going and looking at a whole lot of sick plants and small fruit that's not going to get harvested and a bit of concern around mental health and that sort of thing for growers at the moment. Yeah, pretty tough, isn't it? Just staying with growing conditions, Sally, it's getting tender dry in North Canterbury. Yes, it is, and that was amplified on Monday with a large scrub fire in Waikari. North Canterbury farm consultant Jeff Dunham says he can't recall a summer with so many sporadic outbreaks of significant rural fires. He says farms in the region look brown and dry, but they haven't gone grey yet, and there's more long grass compared to some summers, ready fuel for a spark. And we're hearing it's a similar story in other regions too. Yes, it's getting pretty dry in Wairarapa, Southland and Blenheim, where they're actually bringing forward a sale next week so farmers can offload stock earlier. Now let's look at some financial results. Parmu's profits are down. They are. This is the state-owned farming company, also known as Landcorp, which has 110 farms around the country. It's reported a half-year net operating profit of $3 million, well down on the $15 million made at the same time last year. Chief Executive Mark Leslie says there are a few reasons behind the drop. We had a slow start in many parts of the country from a productivity perspective, but we've also seen the benefit of that now with, with the grass that's been pushed through into the summer, so we'll catch up some of that. But equally, like all farmers, the faced across New Zealand, we've seen the downward pressure on land prices, um, milk, milk prices considerably back from their, their peaks of $9 plus. So, yeah, a combination of 
livestock combination of prices and we're still seeing the high pressure from costs and the likes of um, interest rates and that, that we all face have still not come back. So a combination of, of drivers. And interesting to hear Palmu's got rid of all its quad bikes on farm. They have. Mark Leslie says due to the number of quad bike related deaths on farms generally, Palmu made the call to remove 440 quad bikes off its farms. It was predominantly driven by the class of land that we farm on and um, all the work that we had done, we couldn't see how people could, I suppose, fail safely on a, on a quad bike. So we had looked at alternatives for our dairy units. A lot of that is um, two-wheel bikes and the small sort of Jimmy, Jiminy Utes um, and then on, on our sort of Mill Hill Country land on the side by side. So that was a, an active decision we made to, to making sure we could keep our, our people safe. Now some news about honey this week. Plans are afoot to revive the ailing industry. Well, in recent years, some bulk export prices have dropped 40% due to the pandemic and an oversupply of honey. This week, Apiculture New Zealand launched a strategy which aims to double exports to a billion dollars by 2030. The plan includes creating a new industry body, growing global market share and doing a better job of telling New Zealand's honey story. Apiculture New Zealand chair Nathan Guy says the industry needs a stronger collective voice and a reinvestment model because at the moment the group is voluntary. Well we realised that we had a failed attempt on a levy some years ago and now's not the time to really promote that. But if we're going to get serious in what we do well and that's producing honey and taking it to the world, we need to have quality standards and the MPI has done some good work on that and we probably need to reach out and do some more. We realise that uh, biosecurity is fundamental, so we'd like to see a varroa over time come into a pest management plan because if we can't perform well because of biosecurity threats and incursions, that's going to ultimately mean that we can't hit our export double target. So what do beekeepers think of the plan? Well, New Zealand beekeeping has given it a short shrift. They represent small to medium-sized beekeepers. Its president, Jane Lorimer, says there was little consultation with the industry on the plan. It's not fit for the paper that's actually written on. It uh, could impact the beekeepers of New Zealand very severely to the point where it could put um, beekeepers out of business. Ms Lorimer says the strategy has no costings, no clear priorities, timelines or ideas on a funding model. She says adding a levy for a Varroa pest management plan doesn't make sense as it's already widespread and basically in every hive. They're also suggesting a, a single body in that for the industry, which we would have a membership fee. So at the moment all our industry bodies are voluntary, so that would turn to one, one industry body that we had to belong to. So those fees, and they're also talking about a decarbonisation um, sort of strategy as well, uh, those fees there would basically mean there'd be five different levies or membership fees in that for, for beekeepers. And just to finish, Sally, researchers are trying to get to the bottom of lameness in stags. They are, and this is because at the end of last year, Deer Industry New Zealand held a couple of meetings with farmers where a number of them reported severe lameness in adult stags. Deer Industry Research Manager Airmill Murphy says there were a range of symptoms, including swollen and deformed feet and overgrown toes. He says there are a few common causes to lameness, but these cases were different. So they've teamed up with Massey University and Vet Life Scientific to get a better understanding of the issue. 
It's work we're doing in two stages. We completed just after Christmas a, a phone survey with a large number of, of their farmers just to pick up whether they've had increased lameness in the stags or whether they've seen difference in the lameness that, that they had. And from there, we're doing about 100 on-farm interviews with farms, looking more in depth at the animals' uh, conditions on the farms, risk factors that might influence why they get lame. Emil Murphy says they're hoping to have the research results done by the middle of the year. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what the causes were. Thanks very mm. much, Sally. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.